Happy New Year! 2021 is officially underway and now is the time that you should be looking ahead and thinking about what you want to achieve for your membership business over the next 12 months. Today I'm going to be sharing a practical goal setting process that will help you get to where you want to go. So we're going to dive into that process in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 287 of the Membership Guys podcast. You are listening to the number one show for proven practical advice on growing a successful membership business. I hope you had a great break, a great holiday season. In fact, you may even still be on holiday if you are. I applaud you for taking that little bit of extra time out. However, very soon you're going to be looking at what you want to achieve in 2021. So today I'm going to be sharing and digging deep into a goal setting process that we use that will help you not only determine where it is you want to go but also lay down a plan for getting there and ensuring that you have that process in place to continuously keep yourself on track to review to adjust and all of that sort of stuff so our goal setting process is something that we've dubbed co-star and it kind of makes sense i quite like that name from a cheesy point of view you know if you're the star of the show you're the star of your business you're the one driving things forward then you need a good co-star you need a good plan of action that is going to help you to shine help you to um, deliver the goods i know that's a tenuous link it's a little bit cheesy but it just so happened that this process um came out as an acronym as CoStar. I quite like it. So we're going to talk about what a CoStar plan is and some how you can implement it into your business. So let's break down what CoStar actually means. Uh, so we start with your current situation. I think anytime you're setting goals, anytime you're planning, you need to take stock. You almost need to audit what's going on right now. So you start your plan with a, uh, an honest review, an honest assessment of where you're at now, the challenges that you face, the strengths in your business, the opportunities. So this is kind of like your SWOT analysis, if you want to get into that, um, how you're performing, how the last few months, how the last year has gone. It's really a stock take of where are we now. You need to know where you are. If you're plotting, if you're plotting out a journey, then you need to know where your starting point is. What are we working with right now? So that's the C in our core style, your current situation analysis. Next, you move on to your objectives, your goals. Where do you want to be? What do you want to achieve? What are your short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals for your membership business or indeed your business as a whole if your membership is just one part of it. Next, you have your strategy. So how are you actually going to achieve your goals? What do you need to have done in order to get to where you want to go? Next are your tactics. So what actually needs to be done in order to implement the strategy, to execute the strategy? Then you have your actions. So these are the actual practical steps needed. What's on the to-do list? What are the boxes that need to be checked for each of the different tactics you're going to be putting in place as part of your strategy? And then finally, R is for review. 
So this is where you're periodically going to be checking in, reviewing your progress, measuring the the tactics and the strategies that have been implemented, analyzing how you are making progress towards your ultimate goals, refining and adjusting the plan if needed. Now, whenever you start talking about things like strategy and tactics, these are terms that get conflated, right? It's basically some people, what they call strategy are actually tactics, what they call tactics are actually strategy, because it's all really about what are the things you need to do to get to where you want to go. So things can get a little bit mixed up. So I'm going to give a little example of this co-star approach. So let's just say um, when you assess your current situation, you are in a place where your member revenue seems to be stagnating. So your year-on-year growth in your membership has slowed way down. So that's that could be the big takeaway that you get when you do that stock take on where you are currently in your business. And so that might mean that your objective could actually involve having a, a few different goals, a few objectives that you want to hit in order to get things moving to turn around that situation. But let's say one of those objectives is to reduce member cancellations by 25% in order to bring your churn rate down from 8% to 6%. So again, we're getting specific. So this is the goal. So again, you're probably going to have multiple goals. So if your revenue is stagnating, one goal might be to achieve a certain level of actual new signups to get more money. One goal might be to expand on um, other revenue streams and increase the amount of revenue that they bring in to a certain percentage. And then one of the goals, as we said, could be um, centered around reducing member cancellations. So let's just kind of stay focused on just one track to give you that example. So your current situation, revenue stagnating, your membership's kind of stopped growing. A key objective will be to bring cancellations down by a specific amount to reduce your churn. One strategy for that might be to improve your member experience in order to encourage higher community engagement and consumption of content. Now that's something that would play a part if you can achieve that, that would play a part in reducing cancellation. So people are engaged, if people are consuming, they're using what they're paying for, then it stands to reason, it's a reasonable hypothesis that that will mean people stay longer. So if we can implement that strategy, we can improve your member experience, then that should help us achieve those goals. Now, there might be a few ways in which you actually improve that member experience. So these are your tactics. One of those tactics could be to look for improvements that you can make in your new member onboarding process. So again, you want to improve member experience, you might look at a tactic might be introduce gamification, a tactic might be um, to switch to a new community platform, a tactic might be to survey your audience in order to get uh, a full understanding of why they joined and how happy they are and all that sort of stuff. But again, the tactic we can look at here is improving your new member process. And so that then, the implementation of that, the execution of that breaks down into specific actions. So it may start that on that list with first step being to analyze the open rates on the emails that you send in your onboarding sequence. It might be to rewrite the subject lines for any emails that have less than 25% open rate. Maybe to add a new email or a new message in your onboarding that highlights recent additions to your membership. Maybe it's record a new welcome video. So you see, hopefully then in, in real terms, how the strategy breaks down into tactics, breaks down into actions. Overarching strategy 
improved member experience. This is what this is what all of this is in aid of. Tactics are the specific kind of pillars, the specific components of what that actually means, what what you need to do in order to make that improvement. And then the actions are just the stuff you do, the step-by-step, the specific things you do to move forward um, within that strategy. And then the review element, so this is the R of your co-star, could be that you decide that after six weeks from having made these improvements, you're going to perform an analysis comparing the email open rates from your improved sequence to the email open rates from your previous figures. Maybe it's comparing um, number of logins, maybe it's comparing member page views, and so on. So that's a practical example of how we get from identifying a problem through analyzing your current situation, coming up with an objective a goal that will help us to address this problem, singling out strategies that will help you to reach that goal, breaking that down into specific tactics, and then mapping out the steps, the actions that need to be taken in order to execute on those tactics and move that strategy forward. And then the all-important final step, having a plan in place, a regular review process that will let you determine whether you're heading in the right direction or not. So that's your core star, current situation, objective, strategy, tactics, actions, and reviews. And as we said, from assessing your current situation, you might come out with a bunch of different goals, four to five key objectives. And for each of those, that might break down into three or four main strategies that you want to focus on, which then break down further into the tactics and the actions. So you'll probably find yourself identifying three to five key objectives for your business. And then it's almost like a pyramid where it just breaks down. Each of those objectives breaks down into a couple of key strategies, which break down into specific tactics, which have their own set of step-by-step actions to implement. So this can be really useful for getting you focused on the things that matter and the things that are going to drive you forward to address any problems, to capitalize on any major opportunities within your market and to move forward and hit those goals that will take your business further. Now, as with any planning process, your co-star plan needs to be SMART. We're really busting out the acronyms, but the SMART acronym, SMART goals, are probably something that's familiar to you. Anytime you're setting goals, anytime you are um, deciding on how you're going to review those goals, they need to be SMART. SMART breaks down into specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. You need to be specific with your goals, with your plan. If you paint in broad strokes, then it's going to be much harder to actually map out a plan of action because you don't have that clarity on what you are aiming for. So again, when we're talking about our example, um, we might say that our goal is reducing cancellations by 25%. It's specific. We want to bring cancellations down by 25%. We want to take churn from 8% to below 6%. That specificity gives you the North Star that makes it easier for you to be able to determine, okay, well, after a year, cancellations were reduced by 26%, therefore we hit our goal. If your goal is just reduce cancellations, then, you know, cancellations might drop by 0.001%, and technically you've achieved the goal, but 
you're not really in any better a situation. So they need to be specific. They need to be measurable. Again, this comes down to your ability to actually analyze and assess whether or not you're making progress. So, you know, improve our membership. That's not measurable because it's not specific, right? You need to be able to measure the goals that you're setting in order to determine if you're on track, if you're actually getting anything out of the time, the resources and the energy you're putting in. Your goals need to be achievable or in other words, they need to be realistic, right? So if you're sitting there with uh, 100 members and you're generally averaging about 10 new members a month, you don't want to set your 2021 goal as hit 25,000 members because that's so far removed from the reality of where you are right now. It might be achievable, but it's definitely a moonshot, right? So you need to be realistic. The goals that you set, the plan of action that you implement needs to be achievable. And it's not just in terms of, you know, whether you're in cloud cuckoo land in terms of what you think you're going to be able to achieve over the next year, but also in terms of achievability, you really need to take into consideration the time, the resources and the energy at your disposal. If you decide that uh, one of the uh, strategies for getting to where you want to go might in- include, you know, start publishing uh, YouTube video or grow our YouTube following in order to enable us to tap into a whole new audience. And that breaks down into you deciding that your tactics will be to release a daily tutorial video on YouTube, then that that's a lot of work. So if it's just you and your business and you don't really have the money or the resources to hire, um, you know, people to help you with this. And even if you do, if you've got a video editor, then doing a daily video on top of everything else you're doing, if you're not doing any video right now, again, it's fairly unrealistic that you're going to be able to get there with the resources at your disposal, certainly within the next 90 days, six months, a year or whatever. Now, if you think that you can, then go for it. But again, you know, you want to be make sure you're being realistic. You want to be considering the context of where you are now, what resources you have, and how realistic uh, your goals, your plan actually is. Um, the R in your smart goals are relevant. So this is why we do our analysis of the current situation as part of our core style plan. It's in order to make sure that what comes after is actually relevant to the situation your business is in, to the problems that exist, to the opportunities that maybe you identify as being ones that you're not currently tapping into. Like It has to have relevance to your business, what's going on, the direction you want to go in and all of that sort of stuff. And that flows all the way through your cold star plan. So again, if you identify that your sales are horrendous, then everything that comes after really should be centered around improving the sales. But if you identify the major problem, the major risk facing your business is sales are plummeting and your existing member revenue isn't enough to make up for it. But then all your strategical plans, all your tactics, all your actions and all of that are focused on customer service. Then again, the relevancy of what you're doing to the situation you're trying to address, the relevancy of the solution to the problem just isn't there. That's not to say that, you know, things like customer service aren't important. They are, 
but you have to consider your priorities and the relevance of what you're spending your time on and what you're prioritizing within your plan. Then the final element of your smart goals, your smart plan, is that they need to be time-bound. So this relates a bit more to um, the goals you're setting and to the review process. You need to set deadlines. You need to set a realistic time frame by which you want to have achieved things. Otherwise, there's not as much of an impetus, not as much of a driving force to make sure that you're actually implementing and taking action. It's very, very common that people will go through the process of setting out a plan, setting out their goals. They'll type it up in a nice, fancy document and then they'll file it away and they'll never look at it again. And then six months down the line, they're wondering why there are no further forward with their business. So making sure that your goal setting, making sure that your plans have a time specific element to them they are time bound you've got deadlines you've got review dates and you're also conducting your planning cycle and your review cycle with a fairly regular interval so we tend to lean towards a 90 day planning cycle now the objectives for your business can be longer term your big picture vision for your business. You might be thinking about where you want to be at the end of the year where you might want to be in two years time, five years time, 10 years time. But we tend to prefer not to get bogged down in too much detail beyond 90 days. So you might have, when you're assessing your current situation, you might be thinking about threats and opportunities and all that sort of stuff that could arise six months, 12 months, 18 months down the line. And you might set those longer term goals and think long term in terms of your strategy. But in terms of specific tactics and specific actions, I think once you start trying to nail down things in real specific terms beyond the next 90 days, then there's more of a chance that things will go awry or that you'll discover that some of the things that you're doing are taking a little bit longer. And then you have that situation where maybe you're two months in and you're halfway to where you thought you'd be by this point, then you've got to sit and try and adjust the plan and and think about, okay, do we need to speed this up? Do we need to change that? Because if a whole year's worth of your workload is basically um, crammed into this plan, then yeah, it can more easily fall apart. Whereas when you do things in a 90-day cycle, then you allow yourself breathing room, a little bit of flexibility to adapt and to change. Because the situation will change throughout the year. 2020 has shown us that the situation can be completely upended at the drop of a hat. Things will change. And of course, the discoveries that you make in the review stage of what you're implementing, that will influence what comes next. So if you're trying to make a year-long plan, then chances are there'll be some things that you're planning on doing first. And then what comes after that, you're probably basing on assumptions about what you'll be able to achieve within the first few steps. But if the first few phases of the plan don't quite go the way you expect, then you're going to have to keep rewriting what comes next, right? Whereas a 90-day planning cycle gives you far more scope to make those little adjustments to your path as needed. And as you start seeing results, you start seeing the effect of the steps that you take and the actions that you're implementing. 
when you entrench yourself with an in-depth, overly detailed 12-month plan, it makes you a mobile, it makes it harder to change course as you start to execute. 90-day cycles give you a long enough period of commitment to ensure that you actually make things happen without bogging you down. So that is the practical goal-setting process that you can utilize in your membership business. Make sure you have a co-star plan. Start with a thorough analysis of where you are now, the challenges that you face, how your business is performing in all of its key areas, sales, revenue, churn, engagement, all of that sort of stuff, year-on-year growth, member lifetime value, all those KPIs. Um, That will help you to determine what your goals should be, what your objectives are, where you want to be, what you want to achieve. That then informs the strategy, so the how of how you're going to achieve those goals. The tactics is the what, what needs to be done to implement that strategy. The actions are your practical steps, the things you're going to be doing and checking off the list in order to put these tactics into place. And then you're going to be reviewing within 90 day cycles, measuring your results, analyzing what they mean and refining the plan accordingly. And as you implement your core star, as you map this stuff out, you want to make sure that these are smart specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Hopefully that's useful to you. Now, different people work better different ways. Some people have their own goal planning process, but if you don't have one or the one that you have doesn't really work for you, then this is something that works for us. It's something we do on a consistent, regular basis in the membership, guys. It's served us well, and hopefully it'll serve you well too. That is it from me. Let me know what your plans are. Let me know if this is useful. Give me a shout on social media. On Twitter, we are at Membership Guys. On Instagram, it's at Membership Guy, singular, because it's just me on that account, not Callie. Callie's, Callie's split off from me on Instagram. Callie's doing her own thing, at Callie Willow, so you can follow her there as well. Um, or of course, if you're in our Facebook group at talkmemberships.com, that's Talk Memberships, you can type Talk Memberships into your browser, talkmemberships.com, that will redirect you to the group, or just search for Membership Mastermind on Facebook, you'll find us there. Whichever channel you are on, give us a shout, let us know if you found today's episode useful, if you're going to be creating your co-star plan, even better, take a little photo of you with your notepad writing out your co-star plan, that will be cool, tweet me, Instagram me, Facebook me, do whatever the kids are doing these days to let me know how you're getting on. And hopefully this episode will help get you set up for what I'm sure will be a very successful year ahead. That is it from me. Thanks so much for sticking with me and for listening to today's episode. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast.